We are going to learn the first Sikha on Chodesh Elul in Chelek Yutkes. In this Sikha, the Rebbe explains something from a Sikha of the Friedike Rebbe that the Friedike Rebbe spoke during the Yom Tov of Pesach in the year 1934. And at that Sikha, the Rebbe explained what was the atmosphere, the spiritual atmosphere that dominated on Shabbos Mevarchim Elul in Lubavitch, Lubavitch being the capital city, so to speak, of the Rabbeim of Chabad for many years, the Rebbe says. What does the Friedeke Rebbe say in that Sicha? Friedeke Rebbe says as follows, that Shabbos Mevarchim Elul in Lubavitch, even though it was still at that time a clear sunny day, already one can see that the air had changed and one already began to feel the Elul Reyach, the smell, the fragrance of Elul, and already one was able to sense that a wind of tshuva was blowing. So the Rebbe takes these words and tells us that anything that our Rabbeim have said are very meticulous and exact in every single one of the details. So therefore we understand that the four descriptions that were discussed in that Seicha on Pesach of that year regarding Shabbos Mevarchim of Elul, number one, that it was a day when there was a clear day and a sunny day. It was a time when one can feel that the air was already changing. One felt the reyach of Elul, the smell, the fragrance of Elul. And one could also sense that a wind of tshuva was already blowing. So these are not just poetic descriptions, but these are four things that actually express the very inner meaning of what Shabbos Mevarchim Elul represents. Moreover, the Rebbe says, the words of our Rabbeim are exact and meticulous, not only regarding that which they are talking about, but also regarding the time when those words were mentioned. Every single thing that the Rebbe said in the time that was most suited for that thing, that's when it was said, even though the effects of what the Rabbeim would say would have to be continued, of course, later on. And being that the Friedrich Rebbe was describing Shabbos Mevarchim Elul, Elul being the last month of the year before Rosh Hashanah, and the Rebbe spoke about this on the Yom Tov of Pesach, itself understood that there must be an inner connection between these two periods of time the Yom Tov of Pesach, and the Shabbos when we bless the month of Elul. So now we have something that is really not so clear to us. Because when we speak about the two time periods of Shabbos Mevarchim Elul and Pesach, they are rather different from each other. And not only are they different from each other and what they represent and what they're all about, but they seem to be completely opposite one from the other. What is Pesach all about? So we know that Pesach is about the story of the exodus from Egypt. Pesach is about the time that Hashem came and took us out. Pesach is about an experience of My beloved is to me and I am to him. As we know that the Geula, the redemption from Egypt, came about not because the Yidden deserved it, we learned that before the exodus from Egypt, we are Midrashim that tell us that the Yidden were not all that different from the Egyptians. They were not yet at some high 
purified level of achievement. But Hashem took this, us out because of his volition. He took the initiative. This is called the Sarusa de Leila, an arousal and awakening from above. And this is what caused the Yidden after they went out to prepare themselves for the ability to receive the Torah. But it was Hashem who took the initiative. When it comes to Elul, we know that it's the complete opposite direction that is being manifest in the Avodah of the Yid. It is in a manner of that which is from below taking the initiative and creating an arousal above, as it says in Shir Hashirim as well. Ani ledodi, I am to my, to my beloved, an awakening from below, followed by the dodi li, and my beloved is to me, Hashem the beloved, responding to the Yidden. And by the way, we've always learned that ani ledodi, the dodi li, really are four words that each one spells one of the letters of the word Elul. Ani, I is Aleph, Ledodi to my beloved is Lamed, and Vedodi, the Vav, and my beloved is a Vav, and Li to me is a Lamed. So we see that even in the initials, or rather the acrostic for the word Elul, we represent the fact that the initiative is taken by the Yidden. And we know that Elul is really a time of tshuva, and it's not a time of getting free gifts from above. So now we have to understand why would the Friedrich Rebbe have explained during the Yom Tov of Pesach an idea that relates specifically to Shabbos Mevarchim of the month of Elul. So to understand this, the Rebbe tells us that we would first have to understand the fact that anything that a Yid does of his or her own volition, how are we able to do anything on our own volition? How are we able to even take the initiative? So this is indicated actually in a posuk in the book of Eov, Mihik Dimani where Hashem says, uh, nothing ever came before me, and therefore anything that a Yid does, he does because I've given him the ability to do it. So you can't do a mitzvah unless you have the health to do the mitzvah, the means to do a mitzvah. For example, you can't put up a mezuzah unless you have doors in a house to put the mezuzah, etc. So really, everything we have, and even the ability to initiate things and to do things on our own, which is a very great thing, that also in some way comes from above. And only after we have that awakening from above are we able to do the avoda, which is the awakening from below. As the Alter Rebbe explains, what actually happens in the month of Elul, this is a very well-known explanation, that Elul is the time of the year when there is a revelation of the Yod Gimel Midos Harachemim, of the 13 divine attributes of mercy. And the Rebbe uses the parable the analogy of the king who finds himself in the field. What is the story of the king who finds himself in the field? Normally the king is in his palace and it is very difficult for the average person to reach the king. There are so many stages one has to go through before that is even remotely possible. But when the king is traveling through the field, then every single one who wants to is able to go into the field and to greet the king, meaning that the month of Elul is a time when the king is more accessible and therefore we are able to take advantage of that fact and really experience the Sarusa de la Eila. But 
On the other hand, the very fact that Hashem's divine attributes of mercy are becoming revealed, this gives us the ability to even go to the king in the first place and do the avoda. So now we understand that an isarusa de la'ela, an awakening from above, that comes down here, that happens here, only through the fact that we have initiated it from below. So once we do the avod, and that causes an even greater awakening from above, is infinitely greater than the initial awakening from above, which enables us to do the avoda in the first place. Because, think about it, when there is an initial awakening from above, like when Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim, it is a kindness for which we did not really do any work. And therefore, the light that it brings forth is only from the outward light of Hashem. But the, the drawing forth of the light of Hashem that comes through an Isarusa de la'ela, that comes through uh, an Isarusa de la'ela that we bring about through our work, that is infinitely greater. And that brings out a light from the innermost level of Hashem. And at the same time, we understand that the fact that the initial steps taken by the year here below to bring about the response from above, this, of course, comes, as we said before, from the earlier awakening that Hashem provides so that the Yid is able to serve him in the first place. So now, being that the ability to serve Hashem is the revel I'm sorry, being that the ability to do the avoda of Elul to take the initiative is really created by the fact that Hashem chooses to show his light, to reveal himself to us in the month of Elul. That is when he comes in the field. Nonetheless, being that everything has its own particular time and the general time for bringing forth a light from above, the, gen the general time for bringing down an awakening from above is Pesach. So this whole avoda that is based on what we do in Elul is really triggered by the general uh, experience of Hashem doing, giving us a gift for free, like Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Unlike Elul, Elul in itself is a time when we take the initial step. We don't have those special lights. So similar regarding the Sarusa de la Ela of Elul, that the root from that which we bring forth on Pesach, Pesach being the general uh, manifestation of an awakening from above, and from this general awakening from above, initial awakening from above, the specific light, the specific energies that we bring forth in our own avoda, this would be incorporated also, incorporated also in this would be the bringing forth the 13 divine attributes of mercy in the month of Elul. So now we can understand why specifically when the Rebbe spoke about Shabbos Mevarchim Elul, when Shabbos Mevarchim Elul is a time when we bless the new month. What is meant by a new month? A new month, we call it Rosh Chodesh. So in that, on the day of Rosh Chodesh, all the energies and all the blessings are there already for all the days of the month. It's called Rosh, the head, like all the Hashpa and the person comes through the mayach through the brain. So now we can understand, especially since we're talking about Rosh Chodesh 
of Elul, Shabbos Mevarchim, which is not only the blessing of Shabbos, but also the blessing for Rosh Chodesh. So therefore, the fact that in this month of Elul, we will draw forth the energies of the 13 divine attributes of mercy, this will enable us, this, rather we have been enabled to do this through the Isarusa de la of Pesach. So Pesach is a general experience of Hashem coming down to us. And Elul is the experience that enables us to come back to him based on the fact that he makes himself more accessible to us, which is a result of the general fact that he came down to us at the time of the exodus from Egypt. And that is why the Rebbe spoke about this on Pesach, because Rosh Shabbos Mavarcham Elul, in summary, is really a detail of that experience on Pesach. Now that we understand the connection, the Rebbe is going to explain to us that we will be able to understand the four descriptive phrases that the Rebbe said, the previous Rebbe said in his words when he was describing Shabbos Mevarchem Elul in Lubavitch in a sicha that he spoke on Pesach. If we take a look at these four things, we can separate them into two categories. The first category refers to the light of the sun, that it was a clear, beautiful day when the sun was shining, even though other things were happening. So we have the fact that there was a beautiful day, and at the same time, the ear was already changing, and we could already sense that the month of Elul is coming, the reyach of Elul, and we could already feel the blowing of a wind of tshuva. Why is that? Because the light of the sun, where does it come from? The light of the sun comes from the fact that Hashem wants light to be in the world. It is something that he created from above, and the light, the rays of the sun represent the blessings and the lights and the hashpah, the bounty that we have from Hashem. As we know, there's a pasuk that says, Ki Hashem Elohim, Hashem is represented the Shem Havaya. Yotke Vavke is alluded to by the Shemesh, by the sun, that's the source of light. And this is still there, in the month of Elul, which is a result of the general light that comes in the month of Nisan. And all the other three descriptions that follow express the awakening that comes from us, from those created beings here, from Yidden here, who become aroused to have those awakenings through the fact that we feel the Hashpah that comes from Hashem, which is represented by the sun. And now we're going to the closer to the conclusion of the Sikha. We're going to try to understand what is it that the people down here are feeling as a result of this awakening, which is a detail of what really happens on Pesach. And here the Rebbe explains to us two things. What do we see? Number one, following the fact that the sun was shining, but we already felt some kind of a change. And what did we feel in the change in the ear? Number one, we began to feel the Elul Reyach, the scent of Elul. And number two, we already began to feel that a tshuva wind was blowing. The word Reyach, which means a scent, a smell, and the word Ruach, which means a wind or spirit. What is a spirit of tshuva? What does this have to do with Elul? 
So let's speak about a little bit about something we all know. Elul is all about tshuva. What is tshuva? So we have a pasuk in Kohelis, where Shlaim HaMelech says, V'haruach toshuv el ha'elokim asher nisana. That ultimately the ruach, the spirit, which also means wind, uh, the spirit will return to Hashem who has given it. What is the point of tshuva? The point of tshuva is that one returns to its source. The neshama goes back to its source. Meaning what? That a person is able, no matter what his or her circumstances are, to uplift himself or herself to the level of ruach. So this explains that the level of ruach is an even higher level than the level of light. Both are manifestations of godliness, but ruach comes from a higher source even than light. And when one does tshuva, one is able to return to that source. And this is what the Friedrich Rebbe alluded to when he uses the expression that what happens on Shabbos Mevarchem Elul, we already begin to sense the blowing of the Elul wind. Meaning what? Because the main thing of tshuva is haruach tashuv el ha'elokim. The ultimate purpose of tshuva is for return that the neshama returns to the highest imaginable source. And now we could also understand what does this have to do with reyach? We said we also feel, we can feel the scent of Elul in the ear. So going back to what we said before, it applies here as well, that the main service of the Yid in the month of Elul, Ani Lidodi, is the work of tshuva. What is the ultimate purpose of all tshuva? Through the tshuva that we do, we merit the ruach of Mashiach. That's what it says in the Medrash, that we merit rucho shel Mashiach, the spirit of Mashiach. How will we know that Mashiach is revealed? So the revelation of Mashiach will be substantiated in the level of, and the idea of reach, of scent. What does the coming of Mashiach have to do with reach? with the sense of smell, with the sense of sniffing and the scent of something. So this is based on a posuk in the Navi Yeshaya. The Navi Yeshaya, he describes what will it be like when Mashiach comes, how will we know who Mashiach is, and one of the things he says is, Hashem, etc. That Mashiach will be able to sniff out to be able with his sense of smell, with his sense of smell, he will be able to figure out the essence of everyone. And this is how we know that it's really Mashiach, as Chazal tell us, that when Mashiach will come, he will really know who everybody is. He will judge them with this sense of smell, with this special uh, sensitivity, smell being the most sensitive and the most refined and the most spiritual of all the senses that a person has. Because normally when you judge people, how do you do it? By what you see and by what you hear, by the evidence and by the proof and by the discussions. We can't go further than that. But by Mashiach, it will be that he will be able to reach the deepest levels of the essence of a person, which is what is represented by the fact that this can only be reached through the sense of smell. And then we will know that this is Mashiach because we all know that 
smell is so deeply connected to the soul, more so than the other senses. And that when a person faints, one of the ways we revive him is by giving him the smelling salts. And smell can also cause great pleasure, a good fragrance, to the essence of the neshama. So this is the connection of Ruach, the spirit of Moshiach, and Reach, the scent that Moshiach will uh, have in order to be able for us to see that he is, this is how we will see that he is the true Melech Moshiach. Now, it's interesting, and this is the last part of the Sicha that the Rebbe quotes again from the Friedrich Rebbe's words in the beginning of what he said in the Sicha on that Pesach, that the Friedrich Rebbe says that before we talk, when he starts the Sicha by saying that even though it was a sunny day, yet the ear has already been, we could feel that the ear has already been transformed. And then he speaks about that there was uh, the feeling of the Elul wind and the uh, smell, the feeling of the Elul wind and the sense, the smell of Elul, a tshuva wind and the smell of Elul. He speaks about Ruach, the spirit, and Reach, the smell. Why does he put between that and the fact that it was a beautiful day, that was Chodesh Elul, but you could already see that the ear had changed. Why does he specifically mention that before he speaks about the fact that it was a time when you can feel the Elul smell, you can sniff the smell of Elul, and you already can feel a wind of tshuva. So here the Rebbe says something we're all very, very familiar with, that human beings have certain needs in order to remain alive. What are the needs we have to live a good life? Various categories. There is the category of shelter. A person needs a place to live in. He has to have a house, a home, some kind of place of residence. A person needs clothing in addition to the shelter where he lives. A person needs food. A person needs water. And a person needs air to breathe. And the order of these things is that whatever comes first in the order of this discussion is not as important as what follows. And the Rebbe enumerates, first of all, we definitely need to have a house, but we also need to have clothing. And clothing is even more important than a house. And even more important than, than a house and clothing is food. A person has to be able to eat to be nourished. And even more important than food is water. We have to drink. And more important than all of the things we just mentioned is ear to breathe because all the other things, you don't need them every single second. But ear is required every single moment that we are alive. And if one does not have ear, one cannot sustain himself for any, in any significant period of time. And because a person needs ear, it's such an essential need of a human being, because we are always breathing air, so we understand that air is something that everyone needs and everyone has, and it's impossible to live without it. And you feel it all the time. There can't be a life if there is no air. There can't be a life if there's no water, at least for longer than if there's no air, and one can 
live with water if one doesn't have food, etc. And here now we're going to see uh, the conclusion, and we'll wrap up everything we said before. Here the Rebbe says that this is the point when the Rebbe said in the Sikha that the ear is already changing because the Ruach is already changing because the smell of Elul and the spirit of Tshuva and they are being felt now means what? That it is in a manner of it is, they are being felt now in a manner of ear. When it comes to acquiring ear, it is free. In order to have a house and clothes and food and even water, we are required to pay. But when it comes to ear, ear is free. Just by being alive in the world, we have ear. And ear is needed, is necessary for everyone. There isn't anyone who can live without ear. And ear is what sustains everything and everyone. And that is already becoming available to us in terms of spiritual life when we are blessing the month of Elul. As a matter of fact, we, the Rebbe concludes by quoting a pasuk that we are familiar with. It's the last pasuk in the Tillim and it's the last pasuk in the last of the Halalukas we say every day. In Tzuki and the davening of the morning, where David HaMelech concludes that chapter with the words, Kol HaNeshama Tehalel Ka Halaluka. Every single soul will praise Hashem, praise be Hashem. And if one studies that pasuk and one looks into the commentaries on that pasuk, they say like this, Kol HaNeshama Tehalel Ka. Every soul will praise Hashem. And what do we mean by every soul? So they say every neshama, sure, every individual, but the word neshama is from the same word as the word neshima, which means breath. I'll call neshima a neshima. A person will praise Hashem for every single breath. So being that what the Friedi Kerebbe says was said specifically in this way, we learn that at the time when we bless the month of Elul, already every single yid has that special power that was given to the Yidden already at the time of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, at the time that we left Egypt, to take advantage of the ability to create another an awakening from above, to bring forth the greatest lights to meet face to face with the king in the month of Elul, and to actually unite with this spirit and with this fragrance to bring us a year where not only do we praise Hashem for every breath and see godliness in every breath, but a year that we will be zaycha, truly to greet and meet Mashiach and have that true experience. May it be speedily in our day. Thank you.